Double D's. Double D's. Double D's. Bouncing, 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 bouncing. Three jumper jacks, four jumper jacks. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Sex, Life, and Toilet Paper, Episode 71. Week one of football. Week one of football is already here and in the books. Let me tell you something. It's not easy to clear your schedule on Sundays and just sit on the couch and watch football all day. Try and drink at least one pounder of natural ice a quarter. It's not easy. That's not easy to do. You know, life goes on. You got to clear your schedule. Tell people you can't do anything because you're going to sit at home on your couch, watch football, and drink beer. It's not easy. And on top of that, I decided this year I wasn't going to do any fantasy football or anything because it just brings me down. Do you know how hard it is to do all that research? and pick players in fantasy football only to watch every week the players that you picked lay a big freaking egg on the field, drop balls. It going in for a touchdown, drops the ball. Running back, handed off at the goal line three times and they don't go in. That's my players. That's my players in fantasy football. Running off the field, falls over, breaks his knee in 10 places. He's out for the year. My number one draft pick. That's fantasy football. It's hard. It's hard to sit on your couch and watch these players you've put so much time and effort in fail miserably on your behalf. So I didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm not doing it this year. I'm not playing fantasy football. I was adamant about it all through August. Oh, fantasy football. You want to play some fantasy football? Oh, oh, you want to join the fantasy football league? I'll send you a link. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not playing. Then as football got closer to that Thursday night kickoff with the Chiefs and the Lions, old Marky Mark is starting to feel something deep down in his stomach. Starting to get a little excited. Starting to feel the vibrations of the stadiums shaking as kickoff is about to come close. So what do I do? Eh, I join a pick'em league. A pick'em league is you just pick all the games every week and you go up against whoever else is in the league. So if there's 16 games, you pick all 16 games a winner. And if you pick the most winners, you win the week. Simple. I can live with that. They've got money lines. Speaking of money lines, those are all, uh, you know, those are all geared to make you lose your money, just so you know. Like if Las Vegas has a team uh, plus 10 or minus 10, something's up. Something is up. Be wary of those games. Any national televised game, the spread's wonky. 
be careful with your cash money. Don't bet. Anyway, we're about a day before kickoff, and uh, I decided, hey, I'm going to do this pick'em league, and I was actually excited about it. Minding my own business, do a pick'em league. I don't mind that. Keeps me in the game. Lets me know who's playing each other every week. Could still sit on my couch and only worry about drinking those pounders of ice beer every quarter. Got to stay on target. Try and make it up till the last game. This was my deal. This is what I was going to do this weekend. Cleared my schedule for Sunday. Getting ready to watch football. I'm on Yahoo Sports. Got my account all set up. Got my picks in. And I remember, oh, you know what? They have this uh, game called Survivor. It's also, I think, called King of the Mountain. Uh, you pick one team a week. If they win, you move on. If they don't, you lose. You're out. Well, this was part of the reason why I didn't want to play any of these games anymore. Because now I got to pick a team. And then I got to hope that they win this weekend. But I had something in my pocket. Seattle Seahawks. Second year with Geno Smith. I live up here in the Northwest. People are excited about him. Going to the Super Bowl. Watch some of the preseason game. They got a new receiver named Bobo. He looked good. So good that I thought the Seahawks against the Rams in Seattle season opener, nobody can play there. This was a stone cold lock. Seattle is going to win this game hands down. So I picked Seattle to win. Absolutely, I picked Seattle to win. Not only did I pick them to win, I picked them to have the most points scored this week. And I picked the Rams to have the least points scored this week because the Rams were like 3-80 last year. They couldn't play worth a shit. They lost their entire defense. Their best receivers out. This is a gimme. I don't even know why we are playing these games. This is such a gimme. I just, I should just go look at it in week two because I know this one's done. So, of course, Sunday morning, I'm up bright and early. Turn on the games. I'm watching, waiting patiently, patiently waiting for the Seattle Seahawks game to start at 1 o'clock, 1.30. Can't wait. Can't wait to watch the destruction of the Rams. My week one Survivor Series, done. I'm heading to week two. They're going to crush them. It's not even going to be a game. Geno Smith. Geno, throw that football. <sighs> 30 to 13. Of course, because I picked Seattle to win. They lose 30 to 13. They come in, they take a big crap on the field. Everyone's licking their fingers and they're crapping on the field and they're licking their fingers. So now I'm out of my survivor football. Week one. This is like the fifth year in a row. And I even, I even said I wasn't going to do it. 
I'm disgusted. I said I wasn't going to play. Why did I play only to lose again? Is it, is it, I'm taking all my bad luck that I have in my life and putting it on these football games so it doesn't actually happen in my life, just in the football arena? Thereby, I'm clearing all of the bad luck out of my regular life, and so I should keep picking football games in order to keep the bad luck out of my life. Because it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy the last month. I've been having some bad bad luck coming around here. So maybe by picking these football games that I'm so sure of, and then my bad luck kicks in, it's just zeroing in on these football games, and it's not putting any bad luck in my real life. Thereby, I could just go on. Because, you know, I'm kind of a believer in luck. To be quite honest with you, I'm kind of a believer in luck. The only problem is I never really have any good luck. It's all bad luck. I don't really have any good luck. I wish I had good luck. I don't have any good luck. It's all bad you know, with the yin and yang thing, you'd think you'd have some bad luck, and then you're going to uh, eventually be waiting for some good luck. <sighs> if, it, if, if it's any kind of luck for me, it's B-A-D. Bad. Bad luck. But I said, uh, you know what? I said I wasn't going to talk about football this year on the podcast, Sex Life for Toilet Paper. But I think I have to because... There's just so many things that happen. And then, you know, my Patriots, we were going to go 18-0. and 0. Now we can only go 17-1 and 1 for the year. The Eagles come into the Foxborough, beat them. 25-20. They were given uh, Tom, Tom his, his banner. They were retiring his number, I think. Something was happening where Tom was in town for game one against the Philadelphia Eagles that was in the Super Bowl last year, and we were going to destroy them yesterday, and we did not. So now I got my Patriots lost, and I got Seattle, that I live in this area, that I'm always listening to everybody say how good they're going to be, and they blow me out of the Survivor Series. And now I'm back, baby. I'm back into football. Back into football so I can put all my bad luck into the games and then just live my life normally without having to worry about any bad luck that happened to me. I, I don't know. I, I got to think about it. I, but that might not be a bad, because uh, I've had some bad luck this last month. So if I could just put it all into the football games and then just live my life normally without any luck, like negative or positive luck, I, that, I might take that. I might take that. Also, the uh, Coach Prime, I did wake up Saturday morning uh, to watch Coach Prime against Nebraska Cornhuskers, uh, the Colorado Buffaloes. Listen, on the pregame, they had this buffalo come out and run around the field. I told you there was cattle on that field, and all of these kids are running around licking their fingers. I even saw the kicker. Okay, when you go for a three-point field goal, the kicker don't even touch the ball, okay? They hike it to another guy that puts the ball down for him to kick. So he's not even touching the ball, and he's licking his fingers. You know, there was something 
inside of me that thought maybe they were licking their fingers to get grip on the ball, but he ain't touching the ball, and he's still licking them fingers. Lick, 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 lick. Get all that Buffalo crap on that football. Because they let this Buffalo go, and he was running around like a madman. And they had these four people dressed up like cowboys running beside the Buffalo. I thought they were all going to fall down and just be drug along, and it was going to be an incident. I don't know actually how they can let that Buffalo run around the field with those four people. Because they're two steps and a trip away from serious accident. Where that Buffalo just rages on four people trying to hold him into the line that he's supposed to run. But Buffaloes don't control where they shit. So I know that Buffalo's shitting on the field. And do you think they're walking out there with Clorox cleaning it up? No. Do you think they're minding their own business just playing catch and the ball drops into the into the turd? Yes. Anybody washing that ball off? No. Everybody licking their fingers? Yes. And just think of all the chickens they got in there midweek. The chickens and the cattle. They're all shitting. The dog show. Had a dog show Thursday night in the stadium. All them dogs shitting and pissing everywhere. Ball rolling around in it. Then everybody's licking their fingers. But anyway, the Colorado Buffaloes, Neon Dion Sanders, the coach, uh, they won. Uh, it wasn't much of a game, let's be honest. Uh, but it was not nearly like that game one that I watched where uh, Sanders, the quarterback, was just heaving it down the field. I think they scored like 89 points or something. This one was kind of slower. Uh, they really couldn't get their mojo going, and they still won by like 26 points. And I didn't even think they played well. And Sanders still threw for over 300 yards. Uh, this kid is still, as far as I'm concerned, in the Heisman running. And he never runs. He doesn't run the ball. He just sits back there and hooves it. It's really fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to them. Uh, eventually, they're going to play USC here in the next couple weeks. That's going to be a good game because USC's got some hype behind them too with this Caleb Williams as their quarterback. So we'll just keep following them Colorado Buffaloes. And uh, we'll watch all of these quarterbacks. And now kickers lick their fingers when they're not even touching the football. It's kind of gross. I don't know if I'm the only one that ever noticed this. I might. I might be the only one that's ever noticed this. You know, I remember what, you know, it's gross, but I remember watching Bear Grylls in Africa. And I forget who he had with him. But they're, you know, walking around in Africa. And, you know, there's elephants in Africa. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but the elephant is the uh, toughest, strongest animal on the face of the earth. Nothing can beat an African elephant in a fight. I know what you're thinking, because we've been through this before. Oh, well, you got gorillas, lions. No, sorry. They're like eight times their size. There is just no way a gorilla, one gorilla, or one lion is going to defeat an elephant. It just ain't going to happen. All this elephant has to do is fall over and crush him, and they're dead. <laughs> but I watched Bear Grylls uh, with this uh, celebrity uh, walking through, and they come upon this giant 
pile of elephant shit just sitting there. And then Bear Grylls, like out of nowhere, says, oh, we need to hydrate up. And he grabs like two handfuls of this stuff and starts like squeezing it. And then this water starts dripping out of it. And then he takes it and it puts it over his head and squeezes it and starts drinking it. Drinking the elephant shit. It was literally like the grossest thing I've ever seen on television. And I was like, there's no way this is true. Like, did they bring out, you know, some fake cake that looks like elephant poo and so he could squeeze that and now he's just drinking, you know, like sugar water? I don't know. But I do know it's the same thing as that football rolling around in the field on football day. Because I'm sure there's been elephants in that stadium that's taken big, ripe shits. And now they're basically taking the football and squeezing it and putting it in their mouth when they lick their fingers. I just, they need to stop. Somebody needs to do like a documentary or something how this is all related to COVID. Because it all goes back to COVID. I mean, there's got to be answers. You know, Patient Zero might be in one of these stadiums where they're licking their fingers while they're playing football. Speaking of Patient Zero, because, you know, we're not going to talk about football today. I was watching Contagion. Okay. You know, I like to, uh, I like to uh, just move through the movies on Netflix and this Contagion movie come up. And it had a whole bunch of stars in it. It's like from the 2010s. Uh, it was before COVID, so nobody knew, you know, that COVID could really happen. But Contagion is a movie that is kind of like that. This giant uh, bug hits Earth. Well, not, I guess I, I said that wrong. This virus starts on Earth and it starts infecting people. And anyway, Matt Damon's married and his wife in the morning is like, oh, I'm not feeling very well. He's like, oh, it's going to be okay, honey, blah, blah, blah. They go on their day-to-day -day business. By that night, he gets a phone call that she's in the hospital, so he runs down to the hospital. I'm going to premise this with George Clooney should have been in this scene because this is by far the worst acted scene I have ever seen in my life. I can't believe it made the movie. But Matt Damon goes rushing into the hospital. And, of course, the nurse is sitting there at the nurse station. And he comes running in like he's out of breath. Oh, uh, I'm here to see my wife, uh, Laura Petty. Uh, can I see Laura Petty? And uh, the nurse gives him the side glance, just like the one gave me when she took my blood pressure a couple weeks ago. Like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. And she says, hold on a minute. I'll get the doctor. So he turns around. He's waiting. You know, impatiently waiting because it's such great acting. I was about to turn it off right then. But then here comes the doctor and he says, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I'd like to see my wife, uh, Laura Petty. Uh, sir, uh, she is not with us anymore. Yeah, okay. Uh, can I see her now? Uh, no, sir, I'm sorry. She didn't make it. Uh, she passed away. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. So when can I see her? When can I go in and see her? Can you take me there now? Can we just go see her? Sir, do you understand what I'm saying? She didn't make it. She's dead. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh yeah so what are you saying what do you think he's saying he said it three times now it was so bad i turned it off i was like this is the worst scene i've ever and i'm not gonna say matt damon's even a very good actor i'm not i mean he's got some good movies those born movies are pretty good but he's kind of a half-ass actor as far as I'm concerned. Most of the time when he's in there with the stars, I don't know if he's holding up his chops with them. Did you ever see Departed? He almost ruined it. He's got Jack Nicholson. Leonardo DiCaprio is just freaking taken over. And then you got him and his stupid, huh, huh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, can I go see her? It was just miserably horrible to the point I was like, I'm not going to spend one more minute of my life watching Matt Damon in Contagion work this scene so bad and they kept it in because I guess that was the best one. Are you kidding me? That's the best scene that he could pull off on that? I'm sorry, sir. She's dead. Yeah. Uh, when can you take me to see her? Oh my God. It was just awful. It's absolutely awful. I'm going to tell you one more, too, because uh, it's just the way my week's been. I, <laughs> I tried to watch Justice League again because I love superheroes, and I'm now starting to realize just how bad these movies truly are. But in Justice League, at the beginning of the movie, uh, Wonder Woman, they have a scene for Wonder Woman where she's, like, in the bank. Let me take that back. The first scene you see Wonder Woman, she's like on top of this uh, building and there's like this, you know, bar that goes up and she's standing on the bar, like at the tippy top of the city. And I'm like, well, first of all, nobody's standing up there looking over the city like she's taking care of everybody in the city. Like this is what she does on Sundays, goes and gets dressed up like Wonder Woman and then goes, stands up on the tippy top of a building and looks out over the city waiting for something to happen. Come on. Plus it's cold up there. You know, I don't think they're like whales, are they? Are superheroes like, well, I feel like they get cold. I mean, if you're standing up there and that wind's blowing, she's probably cold. She's just, her outfit's not that big. You know, there's not a lot of uh, cloth on that outfit. But anyway, I guess, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. They do that shot, and then they show these, uh, I think it was actually a museum. Uh, like 10 armed people with AK-47s going to this museum. They shoot a couple people. Right at the beginning, so then you know they're they're they mean business. Like they come blowing in there and just pew, pew, shoot a couple of the security guards, then start pushing people. Then one of the people, you know, like turn around and say, You can't do this, so they shoot him. So this they're serious. <clears throat> they take them all upstairs and then uh he pulls out a case. Like <laughs> he pulls out a suitcase. Just a regular, normal suitcase like you see somebody going to work with. And it's a suitcase. And here comes Wonder Woman from the ceiling. She comes blowing in and like she lands like the superheroes land, you know. And uh, she takes her, uh, oh wait, before she lands, she takes her loop and she picks up one of the people and swips them up into the ceiling. And then he's like looking at Wonder Woman and he says, you know, you're too late. Six blocks, six New York City blocks are going to blow. 
You're too late. There's nothing you can do. The revolution has begun. And, you know, the rope that she's got him around, he has to tell the truth, right? So he's saying six blocks. They have wired six blocks of New York City to blow up. And this, I guess this is where they're going to watch it from, or maybe they're going to blow themselves up with it. But this is going to start the revolution. So she does something with him, throws him against the wall or something, I don't know, knocks him out, falls down, and here comes a guy, the leader guy, has got this case, this regular suitcase, and he opens it, and it looks like one of those C4 bombs you see all the time that they're carrying around. It's not a nuclear bomb. It's like a C4 bomb. And she, uh, he starts the timer, and he starts, it's not like he started the timer for 10 minutes. He starts the timer for like 12 seconds. So she's got 12 seconds. Six city blocks are going to blow. And she starts beating up all of these guys really super fast with her, you know, her superpowers. Like she's pew, 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 pew. And then there's like two seconds left. And she grabs the case and throws it through the hole in the ceiling that she came through. Okay? With like two seconds left. Now, like just the laws of physics, that suitcase is not going to travel very fast. But the, you see the suitcase going up in the air, and then it blows up like a grenade would blow up. Like nothing's really rumbling. This ain't no six-block bomb. That's what I'm trying to say. If they would have let that bomb off in the room that they were in, it's just going to do some damage to the room and maybe blow out a couple windows. It is not taking six blocks with it. Thereby, this was all they had. They didn't have six blocks wired. They only had this little stupid suitcase that he's saying is going to blow up six blocks. That almost made me stop watching that movie because it's so bad. I mean, you would think, why wouldn't they blow it and maybe blow up the tops of a couple of buildings just to show you that this was maybe some futuristic bomb and not just a couple of bricks of C4? But the way they made it sound, Wonder Woman just saved six blocks of New York City and she didn't. At least not by the special effects they were showing in the movie. It made me sick. Absolutely made me sick to the point I couldn't even watch it anymore. All right, this has been Sex Life and Toilet Paper, episode 71, week one of football. I told you we weren't going to talk football today. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, if you have any questions, you know I am a qualified therapist in all walks of life. Uh, email me at jake00-1245 at aol.com. And we'll answer your question and or put you on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Make sure you do your exercises and do all your reps.